Today on Personally Speaking, our, our guest is the coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. Welcome to Personally Speaking. I'm your host, Monsignor Jim Lasanti. And Chicago Bears head coach Matt Eberflus joins me now. Matt is in his second year with the Chicago Bears and has been coaching in the NFL since 2009. Previously, he held the defensive coordinator role for the Indianapolis Colts, and he was the linebacker coach for the Cleveland Browns and the Dallas Cowboys. Matt is married to Kelly, and together they're the parents of two daughters, Grace and Giada, He's here with us today not only to talk about his football career, but to talk about his faith and how studying the life of Jesus has brought him closer to God. Before we get to our interview, let me say that one of the reasons I wanted Matt on is that so often over the course of years, we've had so many guests from all walks of life, and very, very often people are raised in a particular faith or have a particular Christian background, and time and time again, it gets watered down by life or criticism or pressure so that people say to me time and time again, all the years I've been doing this program, well, I was raised a Christian, but I was raised a Catholic, but that they had faith, but somehow or another it became weakened over time, usually because of social pressures from other people. Uh, Matt Eberflus is a great man for many reasons. He's a wonderful coach and a terrific leader, and we'll talk about that today. But I wanted him to be part of this program because he is so unapologetic about the fact that the Word of God gives him meaning in his life every day, that Jesus is not just someone up in the clouds that he prays to, but rather a close, personal, and intimate friend. He has said in other interviews, which I found so refreshing, that like many of us, he grew up in the church, and he learned what he had to learn by way of the rules and regulations of the church, but that he didn't, until he was in his middle age, eight middle years, come to a personal encounter with Christ, where he knew Christ intimately as a true friend, as a constant companion, and I think we all need to hear that. We need to hear the testimony of someone we think we know because he's a, a famous and notable and respected coach, but someone who says, now the center of my life is my family and even more importantly than that, my God. And we say so often in the church, if you get those two things right, your relationship with the Lord, your relationship with your family, everything else is wonderful, but nothing else is essential as those two things. Some of you may remember if you've been watching or listening to this program our interview with uh, Nate Solder, who used to play for the Giants. And he said, my wife and I, when I had to walk away from football for a few years because of my child's uh, a battle with cancer at the age of two, we decided there were two circles in life. And the inner circle is what you really need in life. You need your faith. You need your family. You need to have a place to live and food on the table. And the outer circle is all the nice stuff we all think we want, but is absolutely non-essential. I think that what Nate Solder knew and chose in embracing his child during that illness is what uh, Matt Eberflos knows too, the importance of keeping into that inner circle the things that really matter, faith and family. So that's what we're talking about with Matt. We now welcome the Chicago Bears coach, uh, Matt Eberflos. Let me begin, first of all, by welcoming you and also uh, get to, I think, one of the central questions every one of us deal with who are believers. I think the toughest prayer in the world to say is the Our Father, especially that one line, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. 
how good or bad are you as a person at accepting and doing the will of God, especially, Coach, when it's not your will? Yeah, I would just say that, uh, you know, I think when you walk with Christ uh, every single day, I think that um, starting your day off with the Word and uh, being in the Word, I think, helps you to be grounded. And I also really think it helps you to uh, listen to God. And uh, I think He speaks to you uh, and definitely uh, guides you during the course of the day. So I think that's helpful. Okay. And I can tell when I'm I slip away a little bit and get super busy and don't spend my time and attention like I should um, in the morning, I find myself, you know, not as good. So I know that that's a very important part of my day. Okay, Coach, you know, I, I believe that almost behind every great man I've ever known, there's always a story of a, a wonderful woman, in your case, Kelly. When I do weddings most weekends, I, I so I don't give some canned talk on marriage, I like to ask the couples to write me an essay on why of the billion people out there you could choose why is this the person you know or you think that God had in mind for you? When you go back and you look at the relationship with your dear wife, how do you know, yeah, this is the woman I'm meant to build a life with? Yeah, that's a great question. And uh, I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. Um, but when you asked it, I, I it immediately came to mind that we met each other in college. And uh, it was uh, pretty special from the beginning. And uh, I certainly uh, have... Uh, she supported me all the way through, um, you know, because there's a lot of trials and tribulations that come along with life, um, not necessarily in my, my job, but in everybody's life. And uh, we were able to stick through because we had the foundation of, of Christ. And uh, we were married in the Orthodox Church in St. George. Um, she converted to Orthodoxy uh, when we got married. Um, and uh, it's it's been good. It's really been really good. And uh, it's a, it's something that we stand on. And it's something that you have to stand on because uh, there's going to be things that happen during the course of every you know marriage and every lifetime. And it's been 27 years for us now. You mentioned marrying in the Orthodox Church. And one of the things I had read about you, Coach, is that uh, you're raised Eastern Orthodox. But you said, but I didn't come to intimately know Jesus Christ till I was an adult. And I, I thought to myself, that's I think, unfortunately, not unusual. And then I think if I said most of the kids in our confirmation program, you know, who is he personally for you? They'd be able to give me, you know, a doctrine from paper, but not necessarily intimacy or relationship. So how did you move from knowing him in the general to the specific to the personal? Yeah. Yeah. So that was uh, uh, something that happened to me later uh, in my 40s. And, you know, I was working, uh, I was already in the NFL, I was already coaching for a long time. And uh, I really looked at my life and took an inventory. And I was like, man, there's got to be something more than just work, you know, you know, being successful at work and, you know, having, you know, a, a healthy family and, and all those things. And there's got to be something deeper to this whole thing. And it really happened for me when my father passed away um, in 2015. And that kind of you know was, was a, a reflection moment for me. Where am I in my life uh, right now, and where am I in my walk? And I just said, you know what? I've been studying, you know, uh, these football coaches over the course of my lifetime, and these I was really big into the military, studying generals and those types of things, leaders of the military, because it, it applies to my work. And I said, you know what? I've never dove into studying the Messiah, you know, that came down, the man Jesus Christ. Uh, the man God that came down here and uh, the son of God. And I just went to the library and started studying uh, Jesus. And mm -hmm. 
for me, I came I came across, across this book uh, from Chuck Swindoll, uh, So You Want to Be Like Christ. And that was the first book that I read. And it's a fabulous book. And uh, it's really uh, interesting because um, I was in Dallas, Texas at the time coaching for the Cowboys. And I didn't realize that he was a DTS guy, Dallas Theological Seminary. Oh, okay. And his Stonebriar Community Church was right next door to the star where I was working uh, up in Frisco, Texas. So there was a lot of uh, no accidents. Yeah, the spirit was working, yeah. you know, uh, for sure. And uh, so I just dove into it. And uh, since that point, I've read the Bible uh, from cover to cover every single year. Um, you know, my first few years walking with Christ, I was journaling uh, that walk um, probably for the first four years. And uh, it's you know just been growing ever since. And I think that, you know, when you go through the Bible every single year, it speaks to you where you are. And it, that's why they call it the living Bible. And it's so exciting that the passages change and adjust and you're, you recognize things that are really familiar um, from before, but they hit you in a different way. And uh, it's, it hits you right where you are. And I think that's, uh, that's why it's, it's so cool to be able to do that uh, every year. I agree. Coach Matt is with us today. And he's, uh, I want to ask about that name, Eberflus. Tell me what kind of name that is. Yeah, so Eberflus is a German name. Uh, and uh, so my dad was German, Polish, uh, and a couple other things. But uh, and my mom's uh, Lebanese, and that's where I get the Eastern oh, Orthodox. Okay. Yeah, so they they married uh, kind of a different group there. But uh, yeah, so it was fun uh, to be able to grow up in the in the faith there um, in, at St. George in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, we recently just had our church festival, and my my daughter, uh, youngest daughter, and Kelly went back to work it with my mother, and they had a blast. Oh, that's great. I want to follow up on something you just said, Coach, a moment ago about 2015 uh, with your dad's passing. I, I just two months ago lost my mom. And, you know, we've always believed, you know, in life and eternal life. But there's certainly a challenge that comes when you lose someone who's close to your heart. When, when you lost your dad, did you believe immediately that, yeah, that there's a life to come? There is a heaven and I will see him again. What did you ever struggle with that belief? Uh, I believed immediately, uh, mm. because I'm a human, uh, and all of us do this. We all have fears and doubts. And, sure. uh, you know, and I always say that, and I tell this to my girls that, you know, fears and doubts come from this world. I said, and God doesn't talk to you that way. And so when God talks to you, he's talking to you in love, hope, faith, trust, mm. uh, eternity, forgiveness, uh, but when you hear that fears and doubts, just know that that's not coming from God. That's coming from the world. And uh, you got to shift your eyes back on Jesus Christ to get the real truth and the real things you're supposed to be listening to. All right, Coach, let's talk about those two beautiful daughters of yours. Um, have you and Kelly figured out, is there a right or wrong or proper way to pass on to them the values that you treasure? You know, there's a lot of uh, parents, grandparents who watch and listen to a program like this and they're always asking me the same question, like, I love my faith, I love my values, just not sure how best to communicate those to the children I love with all my heart. How, how do you and Kelly do it? Yeah, um, you know, I think when, uh, a long time ago, younger, uh, when we were younger parents, I don't think we did uh, a great job with that. But I think recently, we've definitely uh, learned through experiences uh, to be able to do this. And uh, really, it's just about bringing Christ into your house. Um, and it's about bringing it uh, up and having time and reflection and, you know, reading scripture. And, and if something happens, 
you know, in adversity through, you know, because that's going to happen when kids are teenagers and, mm-hmm. and you know, going through those things. You just bring it right to Christ and you go into scripture and the answer is right there for you. And I think that if you take your time and attention to Christ, I think he will reveal things to you to how to handle situations. Coach, your uh, your faith is so obviously scripture based in many, many ways. I get it. I'm sure you sometimes must get it. people saying it's it's a nice book, but it's a book. Um, what do you say to people who just dismiss the Bible as uh, almost like one of these books you might pick up on uh, how to live your life or uh, one of those self-help books when you and I know it's it's so much more? Yeah, I mean, I just I just say uh, that I always tell people this that when they come to me with that question, and I say that the Holy Spirit moves in mysterious ways, and you don't know where it's like the wind. You know, it's like when uh, Nicodemus had the question for Jesus Christ, and he said, you know, how can that be? How can I be born again? And Jesus Christ's answer was simple. You know, it's just that you got to be born from the Spirit, you know, and you were baptized by water, but now I'm going to baptize you through the Spirit. And that happens. And it happened in that moment, too, but it happens in everybody's life. But you have to have your heart in the right spot, and your heart has to be uh, ready to receive the Lord. And you have to do that through reading the scripture. I think you prepare your heart through being with Christ and then he will move into you. God doesn't change. He always stays the same and he's not going to change. It's you who has to adjust. And how you do that is through quiet time and reflection with the Lord. You know, so if you're going at a fast pace and you're, you're in the world and moving around, uh, you're not going to hear Christ because, uh, because your heart's not in the right spot. That's why I believe in the morning or sometime during the day, you have to slow your pace down and hear that quiet voice of the Lord. And that's the only way you can do it. Um, so, and you're giving your time and attention to him. And that's when you, the Holy Spirit's revealed to you. Coach, we had a, a, a popular actress in New York named Victoria Clark on, and she has a son, Tommy. And I asked her the question, was a bit surprised by her answer, but not really. I said, every time Tommy leaves your apartment in New York and goes to wherever he's going, school or out with friends, you worry about him. She said, there isn't a time he's ever left my presence where I'm not frightened or scared because the world is a dangerous place. You got two wonderful daughters. Do you fear for them? And what do you teach them that no matter what they face in life, they're going to have the strength to get through it? Yeah. um, Yes, you do. Of course. You know, we, I sent my oldest daughter across the country out to California uh, to college and she's since graduated and she's back nearby with us now. But, uh, um, that was a frightful time. Um, you certainly are scared because of the time change and, you know, mm-hmm. all those things, you know, we're going to bed and she's still up and all those types of things. But, um, you know, you just give it to the Lord, you know, and then just pray, you know, just pray for safety, pray for uh, his uh, His protection. And then, uh, you know, and educate, you, know, you educate your kids about what's uh, what's what's the good thing to do and what's not the right thing to do. And and that all those lessons are right in the Bible, and uh, they, they're all right there for us to share with them. You you touched on uh, on something that was also reflected by Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri was our guest recently, and uh, he talked about going away to college and uh, just feeling lost because the values that he knew were not values that he was surrounded by on a big secular campus. And he he, the, he describes it in his book called Manhood as I finally found my tribe. I found a church and a community that had my values, and I was able to get through the four years of college. Um, did you find when your daughter went away to college that she found her tribe? Did she find a safe place to be? 
Yeah, she did. She actually had a uh, really uh, her best friend went to school with her. So that, that was fun because she went there for dance. So, she, you know, she was a dancer in college. And so she had that whole group. And then she also joined a sorority, uh, which also was very helpful. But at the end of the day, it was really her best friend that she had from college or high school that when she went to college um, from Texas, they all went they both went there together. And that was probably her really helped her out uh, you know, to stay grounded. Coach Eberflus is our guest. I had a, a guy in yesterday who uh, is a faith-filled man, and he's engaged to be married, uh, but the fiancé, not at all. And I wondered, because we're talking before about you and Kelly, could you have married, Coach, a woman who didn't share the journey of faith with you? Yeah, I, I believe that, you know, it's, uh, you know, God puts you with people for a reason. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, if you pray about that and the answer is yes, you know, be, you know, be with uh, this particular person. I think that along the way, uh, your faith and your, your strength in your faith will eventually uh, help to uh, work into the other person um, and also work into your family. And I think if you're strong in your faith and, and you believe that to be uh, the right thing to do, then I believe that, you know, God will point you in that direction and uh, just just believe that he's going to uh, always be with you and always be faithful to you. We have uh, many, because uh, we're in the New York area, we have many actors who come on. And uh, one of the questions we talk about often enough is when you go for a part and you know you were perfect for it and you don't get it, how do you deal with disappointment and rejection? Now we move to the world of football. Uh, when you've done the best you can and and you're not winning a particular game, when you go home at the end of the day, Coach, what do you do with disappointment? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. And that's something that you have to learn to deal with, uh, you know, in sport. Uh, but I think more importantly, you have to deal with that as a human. You know, it's things don't go your way um, all the time. And many, and most times they don't, right? Most times they don't work out. But you have this idea uh, through scripture uh, that's clearly, plainly stated in there that, you know, God, you know, you may uh, you know have a plan, but God's directing your steps. And it's it's important for you to understand that. So God's time is not your time. And when things are supposed to happen, and I can go back in my life and talk about, you know, I interviewed for for six head coaching jobs. And the, the first four I didn't get. And was there a disappointment there? Yeah, there was. But I wasn't ready because God didn't see that I was ready. And then um, the last two I was offered. And, and you know, and I end up here with the Bears. And for whatever, for the, and I'll tell you this, that the doors uh, for this particular job just swung open. It was, uh, it was like, there was no, no blockade. It was just me. It was the Lord opening the door and me stepping through um, and trusting him to step into that spot. And uh, to me, that's what it's all about. And uh, so when you get disappointment, my advice would be to say, Hey, it wasn't in God's plans. Um, He's let him direct me. And, and talk to him and say, hey, I really wanted that. I'm disappointed. Um, it's going to take me a few days, maybe a few weeks to get over this. I'm going to keep praying to you. And I'll eventually, you know, eventually turn around and say, hey, uh, direct me where you need me. And this is where I'm supposed to be. And then move forward. Coach Matt Eberflus is known not only as a great football coach, but also someone who is a, a true leader. And I wanted to ask you about leadership. From your perspective, is it something that is a charisma, a gift that's given to an individual pretty naturally, or is it something that can be learned? Like, can you take assistant coaches and teach them how to be leaders, or is it something you either have or you don't? I would say that uh, you know, through the, my life is observing other people, and then this, you know, I studied a lot of leadership 
you know, some of my guys that I've studied is John Wooden mm. um, is really important to me. And he's a faith-based uh, leader. And I really, really take a lot from him. I would say, though, uh, as I observe others, some people do have a natural knack to do it. Um, it's, it's kind of naturally bent that way. That's how God put them together. Um, but I also believe that it's a learned skill. Um, you can learn to lead. Um, and there's no better person to study than Jesus Christ to learn how to lead. So, you know, Leading Like Christ, um, you know, is a wonderful book. And, uh, you know, it's a book that I, I've read several times. And it's important that you take the examples of the way he leads. And because there's no better leader and, uh, you know, that's ever walked the earth uh, than Jesus Christ. And it's exciting to be able to keep studying him. Uh, to learn how to do that, and to me, it's uh, it's 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 the right way to do things, and uh, it's it's the way that uh, I have chosen to do it. Coach, I need to ask you because you you send these uh, young men out into the field, and uh, I think we all learned a powerful lesson when that young man playing football basically died for a moment on the field, and we saw the, uh, the both teams get together to pray, but. We had on years ago that uh, doctor from Nigeria who had talked about the dangers of football and concussion and all that. How much when you send young men into the field, do you worry about their welfare and, and their well-being? Yeah, I mean, that's, it's a dangerous game, right? And, uh, you know, we, we all chose to coach and play in this profession. And you certainly do uh, worry about that. And you do have some concern um, and that's why playing with good technique and fundamentals and playing in a safe manner and teaching those guys of how to how to actually play this game the right way, how to tackle the right way with the proper technique, um, how to do things, you know, you know, block the right way and do those violent acts that we have to do in this game. So I think the, the techniques that the coaches teach um, are really important and drill um, to make sure they have them down, keeps the players safe. And we really believe in that. Um, but, uh, Coach, certainly yeah, you, so that's you, you are a public figure, and uh, what you say matters in terms of uh, how people take you seriously. Not just about football, but years ago, I had the opportunity to get to get arrested with uh, Mark Bavaro, who played for the Giants at the time. And because he was Mark Bavaro and playing for the Giants, his pro-life advocacy became uh, uh, both controversial but also educational for a lot of young people who looked up to him. How seriously do you have to take the responsibility to? Not be afraid of being a public witness to the values that you treasure, but also be aware that uh, doing that might invite controversy. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to be myself. You know, I think okay. it's uh, uh, just the way I am. I'm going to be myself at work and I'm going to be myself outside of work. I'm just going to be myself uh, when I walk this earth. So that's what I'm going to do. That's, that's terrific. I like that. Now, let's talk a little bit about something we all go through if we're alive. Every day we're here, we're aging a little bit, Coach. What perspective do you have as a man, once this great young football player, now a terrific coach, about the process that as long as we're alive, we're aging, and it's just part of the journey? How do you handle aging? Uh, I handle it. Um, I, I actually like it uh, because uh, through experiences, you get you, you get uh, you know you get uh, educated. You know, so you get smarter through your experiences, and I think that's uh, a great thing about life. And then I think as you get educated, you know, you get wisdom, and then you're able to pass along that wisdom to others. And I think that's in any form of life, you know, so if it's being a father, if it's being a husband, or if it's being uh, whatever your job title is, you know, that experience, you know, gains knowledge, and then knowledge comes wisdom. And I think that's your job to pass that on. 
we all try, as you said before, to discern what's God's plan for us, what's God's will. I mentioned that because uh, in the seminary, we go on a 30-day Ignatian retreat trying to discern, am I called to priesthood or not? But I, I mentioned that too. We had some time ago uh, Derek Cheetah on, and my question for him was, you know, every American kid wants to play baseball and be popular and successful, and and you have all those things. Why would God give Derek Cheetah all those opportunities? Why you? And he said, I'm not sure why, but I'm not going to ask him. I don't want him to change his mind. In, in the same way, Coach, I got to ask you, you've been given a great opportunity to make a difference, to a public figure, a coach, leading uh, men into this field of, of sports battle. Do you have any idea why God chose you, Matt, to be the one? Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that uh, he did put me in this position because, you know, you get you go along with life and you figure out, like, you know, what is my purpose in life? And to me, there's one sentence, and that's to glorify God. Um, so, I, you know, it took me a long way, long time to get there uh, with that. But uh, I'm certainly glad that, that uh, the Lord um, has put me in, in this position. I promise last question, but you know, in this time when not just our country, but the world seems to be so powerfully divided and one set against another, and it's even hard to dialogue sometimes within families where people are so polarized. Do you find yourself, Coach, uh, as a man of hope? Yes. Yes, I do. And and uh, I, I, I see that a little bit differently because when I read this, the, the great book, uh, The Living Bible, every single year, and I read of the struggles that all the apostles had. Um, this is no different. It's the same. You know, there's there's a lot of struggle in there. There's a lot of uh, things that happen, and a lot of times that the Lord puts those in your in your space or in your experiences because He wants you to draw near to Him, and that's where you gain your strength from. And uh, life life is full of adversities, and uh, as long as you're leaning on the Lord, you're going to be okay. I want to thank uh, Coach Matt. Eberflas, I love that name. I want to thank you for being here. And I want to tell you, especially what I thank you for, I, I know about your wonderful football career, and that's terrific. But uh, when, when I meet someone who is unapologetically uh, embracing Christ, it's, it's so refreshing. I, I have to tell you, I have a lot of people who will come on this program, especially writers or actors, and they'll say, well, you know, I grew up Catholic, I grew up Christian, but, and the good thing about you, coach, is you just say, I'm a believer, I love Jesus, I love his word, and uh, no apologies, this is who I am. And it, I can't tell you how refreshing that is. So thank you for what you do in the world of football, but thank you just for being uh, Kelly's husband and father of great gals and, and a public witness to the beauty of believing in Jesus Christ. You, you give a lot of us, including me, a great deal of hope and consolation. Thank you, Coach. Thank you. Thanks for having me on. It's a pleasure. As we end today's program, I thank you for being with us. If you need to reach me, you can get me at personallyspeakingpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to not just listen to this program, you can also see it on YouTube by going to Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti. Uh, if you do, please hit like and subscribe. We're also on Facebook at Personally Speaking with Monsignor Jim Lasanti, and now we're on Instagram at Personally Speaking Podcast. I'm privileged to serve as host and executive producer, Personally Speaking. Our producer is Lisa Jandovitz. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll be with you again next time on Personally Speaking.